0: all the while with continuous encouragement to stay the course and live with discipline. This is a place where we're striving to steward our bodies well in order to joyfully serve. I am so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hi there, ladies. Happy Friday. You've made it. It's the home stretch. <laughs> if you're a mom, especially of little kids like me, it pretty much means nothing because you'll be doing the same thing tomorrow, waking up early and doing a lot of disciplining. <laughs> but no, all of us are different phases of life. And maybe your weekends look very restful. And even if they don't, hey, we're there. Weekends are still usually a little bit different from the rest of the week. A little change up. I hope you get a little brush, breath of fresh air, some you know relaxation and restoration on Sunday. I'll pray for that for you, all of you listening, all right? I'm happy you're here, and I'm happy to hop into today's topic. So first, before I jump into it, this is the last day to get in on the podcast review giveaway. Very, very simple to enter, and why should you bother? Well, number one, it does help me out, which I would appreciate. It gets the podcast into more earbuds and spreads the message, which – Obviously, I believe in, because I'm here with you twice a week trying to chat about healthy topics, so I'd love to spread the word with you know all the people that we can reach who need to hear it. But also, I'm going to, from the entries, draw one winner to receive a coaching call with me. And this is great for anybody at any spot of the spectrum. You might be like, well, I'm freshly postpartum. I don't really need a coaching call. But maybe you do. Maybe there's something we can chat about from diastasis recti and your plan You know, to go about closing that gap to proper nutrition to your plan for six months down the road to whatever we can use it for however you want and need to so to enter all you need to do is do a written podcast review wherever you listen to podcasts screenshot it send it to me at moms.com and you will be entered this is the very last day i'm going to i'm not going to draw a winner at 11 59 p.m tonight but i will close entry then and i will let you know on tuesday who is getting a coaching call with me all right so super fun now, we are going to hop into t- talking about some non-scale ways to measure progress. I think this is very apropos, especially for those of you who are in the eight-week challenge right now. If you're in the beginner challenge, this is your first time that we've really you know gotten into macros and getting the strength training workouts going and really just syncing everything up. And it's very tempting to hover over your progress and say, like, am I progressing? Is progress happening? And and freaking out about the scale particularly. And then some of you are in the Chasing Greatness group where also in January and February we've been focusing on fat loss because most of us need a little bit of a refresher at the start of the year, a little rain it back in time after the holidays. So maybe you're in one of those programs right now or maybe you are doing something on your own and this can apply to all of us, right? Or those of us who aren't even in a health and fitness plan yet, but you might be curious about what that can look like and how you should measure your progress. So the reason I say beyond the scale, I do not think I have to get this out first and foremost. The scale is not a terrible indicator, nor does it have no place. I have a podcast episode, don't have the number handy for you, but I remember recording an episode about why you should care about your weight. And a lot of fitness professionals will tell you like, don't care about that number at all. And I think that again, <laughs> if you've been with me a while, the answer somewhere in the middle. I'm usually like trying to find the middle road because if you are, I have to be careful about numbers because I'm not shaming anyone or throwing out, you know, if you happen to be this weight, this does not mean you're not a beautiful person and that I'm not so happy you're here. I'm so happy you're here. And obviously all of us are trying to better our health situation wherever we're starting from. But Sometimes we say like, well, weight doesn't matter at all. And usually weight's going to be around, you know, there's a healthy range. Okay, for example, i stop making it so vague. I currently weigh 145 pounds. Almost like I do not know if my body would change right now. I mean, if I got pregnant, probably, or if I really, really tried to lose fat, maybe. But it's funny that this has been my baseline after kids. Like my after my first child, I dipped back below 140 for a little bit after I stopped breastfeeding. Then both my second kids, when I, at the time that I got pregnant, I was right around 150. So my like comfort range is usually 145 to 150. You might hear that and think, oh, I'd love to be that. Or you might hear that and be like, wow, that's a lot. I only weigh 120 or 130 or whatever. And there's this thing about numbers and weight that typically when I start working with someone, they'll say like, well, I want to be, you know, like a healthy build, toned, strong, not super bulky, probably like 120, 130. And I have to tell them like, wow, well, I haven't personally touched that number since high school. And they'll be like, oh, wow, well, I thought that that's what you were. So I just kind of threw out that number. Like a lot of times we just have this preconceived number that's not based on anything that we just think we should be. And maybe sometimes it is based on something. Sometimes we pull up these BMI charts and we're like, oh, I should be around this. I've chatted a little bit about BMI before. BMI is tricky and I don't use it at all because it's not at all taking into account the muscle on your body. So you're just looking at pounds, like the you know, the amount that you weigh against gravity with your height. That's the only thing it's taking into consideration. So it could be pounds of fat. It could be pounds of muscle. And it's just going to tell you what you allegedly fall into. I actually should have looked mine up prior to this, but I haven't because I don't use BMI. I'm probably overweight on the BMI scale. 145 might be pushing it for 5'4". I'm not sure. Um, At 150, maybe it's pushing it. And I was, you know, Still at a healthy point. So we have to hold this loosely. However, if I was like 250, 280, also 5'4, that's probably going to show me that I have some health factors that I need to consider and bring that weight more down into a doable range, right? So this is my point about like weight has its place. You're per- very rarely are you going to be at, you know, a healthy weight but be unhealthy in other areas or be, you know, what's like way off the charts weight wise and be considered still healthy because there's probably still too much weight on your joints and things like that. So I think there's a scale. So I shared for me personally, I'm 145. I would say like if I was up to, I've gotten, you know, at pregnancy, I've been past 165, but say just normal, not pregnant. Even me at 165 might still be healthy depending on my, muscle content and how well I'm moving, how my body feels. And those are more the things we're going to delve into is to like know if it's a healthy weight for you. But I do just want to say weight is an okay standard to like have in there as a form of measurement, but I just don't think it's the only standard. And if you are in that season of trying to lose fat, like I just talked about, it's usually the last thing to really show. And I will tell you what, I, I've mentioned a bunch of times, <laughs> if you're here with me all the time, like, oh, I probably should get, a, like, I could get around to trying to lose fat. I should. Maybe I will. I don't know. I like my lifestyle currently. Well, when we started January, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take some progress pictures. I'm going to really dive into this with my Chasing Greatness group and really do these workouts. I'm doing all the Chasing Greatness workouts right now, unless I'm filming the next month ahead, right? And those are truly my workouts, and I'll sprinkle in walks as appropriate Sometimes I'll swap out the cardio because I don't love the body weight cardio. And I even tell you that in the videos. But my point being, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I haven't started tracking macros again or anything. I'm just eating intuitively. And I still have more treats in there than I probably should. Okay. I've still had my margaritas. I've still had <laughs> drinks on the weekend and tortilla, like probably too many tortilla chips. So if I really wanted to buckle down further, I could. But all this to say, I took my pictures in the beginning of January. I took my body fat. I took my weight. At the end of a month, I felt significantly leaner and I haven't taken any p- pictures yet. I was supposed to, you know, first week of February and I haven't. But I know from the way when well, we're going to talk through these next couple points of what to look for. But by the way, my clothes are fitting by my energy, by my mood, by my this, that. I feel much better already. As in, yes, I've been paying attention to my food quality, but I can tell my jeans aren't as tight. I. You know, my stomach has felt a little bit leaner. Like, there's just different areas I've noticed my, you know, subtle differences that we'll get into. But I hopped on the scale and I took my body fat, and they haven't moved. They're still right at 145, (laughs) 21.4% body fat. And that is over several days. Like, that is, I take it a couple days in a row to make sure I'm like, wow, nope, I'm really sitting here. Like, my husband gets on it, uses it, whatever. Yep, the scale works, the body fat thing works. I am like, nothing else is showing progress yet. So, I know if I take pictures, I will see not crazy progress, but I will see a little bit of progress because I know I feel it. So, usually, if we just hop, if I would, if I'd been feeling all those things, like, oh yeah, I'm feeling so much better, then I hop on the scale and I see no change, I get deflated. I think, wow, this isn't working. It's like placebo. I need to try something else. And then I hop off what I'm doing before it even has time to move. Now, in this point, there's so much I could go into, and I'm not going to go on this tangent, but I do just want to say, for those of us who have smaller adjustments to make, like me being, I don't necessarily need to lose weight, but I did kind of want to see if I could get below 140, right? Like I did it before, can I do that? But I'm my my expectations and my lifestyle are not currently very in harmony, okay? So that's on me. That's If I was working with a trainer, I would say I do understand I need to cut down a little bit more to, to make this happen, but I'm not ready to do that yet, okay? But I just want to make this distinction because some of you who are in that boat of like you just want to shave off a couple pounds, drop a little bit body fat, it takes longer because your body knows this game. Like it knows what you're already doing. It's not as shocking to your body. Like, okay, you cut out white bread and pop and you drop 10 pounds, right? Uh, So those of you who have like are, you know, more in the beginning steps of the journey, who are just getting into an exercise routine for the first time, who are just starting to look at your nutrition, who maybe for the first time, like in the eight-week challenge, you've actually you've looked at macros. You've never done the macro thing before. You might be seeing progress a lot more quickly. But know this and hear this now so you know down the road this is normal. It's very normal to when you get to distinguishing those last couple pounds, couple body fat percentages, it's harder to see it move. So the reason it's so nice to use at any stage of the game, these other non-scale uh, standards of measurement, Because it helps us to keep the motivation rolling. It is true that we mentally need quick wins, right? We need momentum. It is frustrating to feel like we're doing all this and not seeing any return on our investment, right? So, by me going through this list, I can feel like, okay, Brittany, like again, talking to me personally, what you're doing is making an impact. Now you got to keep it going, you got to stay consistent. And If you really want to dial it up, you can dig a little bit deeper, push it a little bit further, which I really haven't been doing. But even so, I know that I've still had progress. Okay, so that is my point to that of weight's fine, take your weight. But you can't let it drive your emotions because usually we then get freaked out before we even see the progress. Our body's starting to change. The changes are starting to take place. And then we just 180 it and say it's not worth it because I'm not seeing this wild result yet. So stay the course. So this is what I want you to do is Number one, this is how I want you to measure your progress instead of just going by the scale and maybe in addition to. Number one, use questions. And I actually do this when it's in a group program or a one-on-one client, but do this for yourself if you're walking through this, you know, it's basically a self-assessment anyway, even if I'm asking my clients that they need to actually ask themselves. Number one, how do I feel? How's my energy level? How am I sleeping? Like physically without thinking about leaner, bloated, da, da, da. How are you feeling like mentally, I guess physically, but in that not not aesthetically. I'm not talking about how it looks. I'm saying how does it? how do you actually feel in your body? This is a great indicator that things are moving in the right direction if you're feeling more energetic, if you are conking out when you go to sleep at night, those kinds of things. Then next, you can look at a little more physical progress as in the aesthetic of how do my clothes fit? Are they feeling a little bit looser? Do I feel... You know, maybe something that like something silly, like your shirt that seemed a little too short before got felt a little longer. Like because maybe you've lost some around your midsection or th- this is a weird one, but like your underwear a little bit looser. Those kinds of things they are non scale victories. Doesn't mean all your clothes are changing. It means, you know, something's going on with your body. How your clothes fit is a really good one. Um, I think this is helpful, too. I, a lot of us go by this, you know, postpartum like oh, I'm back in my pre-pregnancy jeans or oh, this or oh, that. And bodies change shape. It's not always just changing in the same way, but going by how close fit is a nice one. Another one is how do my workouts feel? Am I getting stronger in my workouts? Can I lift more weight than I did last week? Can I run faster? Can I whatever? Have I progressed them in some way? Can I do more reps? There's a million different ways to progress your workouts, and I have podcast episodes about that. But are you progressing in them? Because that's a great indicator. Like all these things do not happen at the exact same time. There's been a lot of questions about this in our eight-week challenge of, okay, should I lower my calories because my appetite's not totally there yet, but I haven't been doing all five workouts a week, so maybe my appetite will catch up. Like very chicken or, you know, the chicken or the egg kind of questions of what comes first, how's this going to work? And sometimes before you see progress anywhere else, you're going to feel it in your workouts like, oh, I'm getting stronger. Oh, I can do more than before. Ooh, like, And that's a sign that your metabolism is revving up. Then you start getting more hungry and thinking like, oh, no, I don't want to be eating more food. But it's a good thing to feel more hungry. That's another actual indicator that progress is probably around the corner. Not in the hunger sense of, okay, you have no idea what you're eating and consuming, so you're eating all these carbs because you're not eating enough protein and fat. I'm talking when you actually know that you're eating intuitively in a balanced way or you're tracking your macros and you're really on top of what you're doing and you feel hungrier, that's a great sign that your body is burning calories because muscle burns more calories even at rest than fat does. So all good things, okay? So number one is just questioning yourself or having somebody, you know, shoot you these questions. Copy down the ones I just said. I'll run through it again for you. How do I feel like energy-wise? Number two, how... Uh, do I feel in my clothes? I'm not going in the right order, but you can just run through this list. (laughs) Number three, how do my workouts feel? Okay. So it's a a lot about how your body physically feels. Okay. Number two, I love this one. No one likes to do it. I didn't even like doing it a month ago, is to take pictures. So you don't ever have to share these with anybody, especially if you're not working with me. You don't have to share with a, a single soul if you don't want to. But I cannot tell you the amount of ladies who I have worked with who have said, darn it, I wish I would have taken pictures three months ago, six months ago, a month ago, because I know my body's changed so much and now I can't see it because nobody wants to take the pictures when you're not feeling your best, right? And even in January, like I just took them. I was like, oh, all right. Like never exciting. Not super happy about that. But it gives you, you know, no, I don't, it's like hearing your own voice. You know, it's hard to see a picture of yourself and not be judgmental because that's just, how we are. Sometimes we're heavily influenced by the culture and, you know, we don't, I don't, I'm not advising you to take a picture and then overly scrutinize yourself and especially be self-deprecating and like, oh, look at my thighs. Oh, this and that. But to be able to take the picture, leave it alone, then work your plan for a month, work your plan for two months, work your plan for three months, take a new picture and go back and look and, oh, wow. Oh, there was movement when I wasn't even super feeling it, when the scale didn't show it, there has been movement. Pictures are a really helpful measurement, so that you can feel that momentum, feel that motivation. It's so hard to keep going if you're not seeing anything, and it's just not the same looking in the mirror. Because I've thought that for myself, I'm like, oh, I don't really need to take the picture. I could just like check in in the mirror. It's not the same to be able to pull them up side by side again not for just you know this is not just to be vain and to try to pursue the ultimate there is no ultimate goal here that we're shooting for but to be able to see i am moving in the right direction i am losing fat and that's appropriate for me right now for my overall health or whatever if you're you know trying to gain muscle for your overall health or whatever your goals are i think in general this episode is probably geared to those who are trying to lose fat because i don't think you need to be as you don't technically usually need such motivation if it's just other things. You can you can note your progress in different ways. If all you're going for is to increase strength, you can just simply do that by seeing if your workouts are progressing. Okay, so this is more in the fat loss field. So number one, questioning. Number two, pictures. Number three, I do not currently require in challenges or when working with clients, but I have used this in the past with one-on-one clients and some people really like it as again, just kind of another data point, and that's measurements. So taking a tape measure, my measuring tape. <laughs> when I say tape measure, I think of like the, uh, you know, the one that you use to measure something on the wall that you whisk on out and then it zips back in. And uh, I'm talking the tape, the oh my goodness, it's going (laughs) to, listening back to this episode, like, yes, Brittany, it's the same thing. You you guys know what I mean. Like the one you can just roll up into a ball. You can take your measurements on your upper arms, your waist, your thighs, that kind of stuff around your glutes really. Um, And you can, that's very easy to Google and say like body measurement sheet and you could print one out and take your measurements and then take them a month from now or three months from now or six months from now, whatever. I, the reason I don't use that is I feel, I just feel icky about it. Honestly, that's the only way I can describe that is I never measured my clients when it was in person, but if people wanted to, I gave them the option and I would provide those kind of forms for them and things. It just feels like a little, which this is, this could be hypocritical. I don't think it sounds, you know, overboard to be logging your food in an app, but I do feel like it's just a little bit much to be measuring your actual physical body, which I mean, that's what we're doing in other ways by stepping on the scale or using a body fat monitor. But I don't know. There's just something about like physically putting a tape measure on my body that I'm not super down with. But again, if you're a data-driven person, this is a know-thyself thing. If you're someone who gets really obsessed with that, or it could be you know, an area of weakness for you, a temptation for you, don't do that. Skip this one. But if you're a person that really likes to look at the numbers and can see, wow, my waist has gone down like an inch in the last six months, that's really great. Because that is another standard that they talk about in preventing disease. Like this is not just for no reason. We're not chasing a 20-inch waist. Like that's not going to happen for me. However, to know, okay, with a waist circumference of less than whatever it is, I'm less at risk for all these diseases. That is encouraging. That should be motivation, right? We want to live life to our fullest and have the best quality of life possible. So if you're not going to be obsessed with it and you're able to just take your measurements and then work the plan just like any other standard of measurement, you absolutely do that. And again, you can just Google one of those forms. And now lastly, a little bonus for you is to use a body fat monitor. And I got mine for $20 off eBay. I have referred other clients to that one or any of you listening to the podcast who have sent me DMs and said, hey, what body fat monitor do you use? It's My brand is like Omron, O-M-R-O-N. And it's just one of those that you hold. It's a handheld body fat tester. So you hold it straight out in front of you and electrodes go through your body and scan and assess what You know your body fat is estimated. It's always going to be a rough estimation, right? So what I advise is doing it first thing in the morning before any food and water, and to take it a couple days in a row to kind of get a baseline. I just actually gave my sister that advice the other day. She borrowed mine to take it to to try hers out, and I was like, just keep it and use it for a couple days and see. And like it was two days in a row was exactly the same, and one day it was a little bit off. So I was like, okay, I'd go with what the two days in a row was. That's probably you know what it is, but. It's just, just like everything else, a different standard of measurement. It's not obviously necessary. It's why I just am listing it as a bonus kind of tip there. But if you're somebody that really likes the scale, this is something to swap for it. Because, again, scale is just telling you, okay, how much you weigh total. That's muscle. That's fat. That's everything. Body fat is showing, like, this is your body fat number. So taking into account your muscle and whatnot. And I've done an episode two in the past about like what body fat is um, healthy and things like that. And there are, again, like tables you can look up just by Googling because it changes by age. I used to just say a blanket statement ignorantly because I didn't realize that it changed with age when I first um, started doing this 10 years ago that – Under 25 is great, is considered really good for people under 30. So it actually starts creeping up. I think 30 to 40 is like under 30% is really good. And I don't know where that ceiling is, where that um, ends, but I do know it's expected that we're going to gain a little fat as we age or lose a little muscle, whichever happens and balances it out. So there is a sliding scale for that. But for most of us, like very general blanketed population, under 30% is going to be good. But you can delve a little bit deeper into that. And again, if you're a numbers person, that's a nice one to have. You might, if you go physically in person to a gym, they might have one there and you could ask to use it. Sometimes you might just need to book a session with a trainer. A lot of gyms even have like a free introductory um, session. I know that that's how a couple of gyms that I worked at in the past have tried to Rein in clients was by having a table at the front and a body fat tester out. So you'd walk in, take your body fat and be horrified and then immediately sign up for a training package, right? I don't think that's necessarily the best way to gain clients, but it's, you know, it can be eye opening as can all these other standards of measurement. So with all of this, I hope that you can apply some of it, take what you want, leave the rest, know thyself. The last thing I want you to do is walk away thinking I have this big list of things that I need to go through every month to make sure I'm progressing. Chances are if you're progressing, you're going to know you're progressing. And then be honest with yourself if you're not seeing that progress super quickly or because maybe something does need to be tweaked, you know, there are times where it's like maybe we need to talk to a doctor about leveling out our hormones or we need to delve further into the issue. Maybe you're not sleeping enough and this is like throwing all your hormones off the whack, you know, those kinds of things. But we also could just be honest with ourselves. Of, uh, OK, maybe I just need to reign in this area like I was just honest with you guys. Of OK, I'm cool with where I'm at and I am kind of actively since January pursuing fat loss. But if I really wanted to see either of those numbers drop or feel a a more significant change in the way my clothes fit or whatever, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling these non-scale victories, but I could, you know, clean things up a little bit further and make it a little bit more... 85-15 Eighty-five, fifteen instead of the generous eighty, twenty that I've been living, which is 80% whole clean foods, 20% treats. <laughs> also though, like lens around the corner. So I think I just might wait that out until it gets to that season of abstaining anyways. All right. I hope that you enjoy this episode. I always appreciate getting to have this time with you. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget if you would like to submit your podcast review, this is last day to do it. And I would really appreciate if you take the time to do that. All right, ladies, have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you next time about how we approach kid fitness, a couple things that we haven't ever talked about, protein powder, do they lift, and that kind of stuff. All right, have a great rest of your day.